Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 39. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you subscribe uh, wherever you find your podcast. You could subscribe there, and you can always reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. Uh, today, we have, a, we have a, a lovely guest. I'm excited for this, uh, this talk today. Um, it's a, it's a, I think it's a topic that a lot of people struggle with, and hopefully we can shed some light on how to deal with it itself. But my guest today um, is Robin, and she, I connected with her on Instagram um, after the Little Rock Marathon. I did my um, typical creep stuff, as you guys know. Anytime I have guests here, that's basically how I find them. I'm like, oh, you ran the race? Do you want to talk to me? Um, that was I shouldn't even said it in that tone because that just sounded much creepier than it should have been. Um, but I saw her her journey and and kind of the things she was getting to and, and how she was pushing herself and stuff like that. And yeah, and we basically connected and I asked her like, I don't know, like a week ago or something like that. Like, Hey, can you tell your story or talk about it on the show? And she said, yes. So Robin, thanks so much for being on the show today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, she's coming all the way from Tennessee, but, uh, I'm not going to give any more of that. How about you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm a, currently a registered dietitian practicing in Nashville, Tennessee. My running journey started many, many years ago, but I've got lots of hobbies and habits. I ride horses, I hike, I kayak, I whatever. I try it all. I'm a very much a doer and a goer and an outdoor person. I right. love life. Got a passion. That's awesome. Well, that, that kind of like, it's, it's like a perfect segue. We should have planned that. We didn't even plan that. And it worked out well of like being a go-getter and going after things. The topic today um, is talking about is basically, yes, I can. And the idea of there's so many people in our lives that can tell us, no, we can't do something. We're never going to be good enough to do this. Or you have these like big dreams and big ambitions. And they're just like, no, you can't do that for X, Y, and Z, um, for whatever those reasons are. And far too often people don't even attempt things, um, because those that are around them don't support them or even worse, push them down from doing the things that, that they want to do. So I kind of wanted to talk about those moments and not necessarily like how to be cocky or self-centered to be like, to show yourself like I'm better than you or I can do anything there, but more about that you're, you're able to do anything that you can actually put your mind to. And you, you have, you have the tools in your toolbox to kind of push forward, but you got to believe in yourself to do that. But, um, I kind of just wanted to hear more about your story, Robin, and, and kind of your, your thoughts on this. So I feel like you talk about the mind and we kind of have to tell ourselves we can do this. I do feel like that we ourselves hold ourselves back a lot. Um, I don't know if you've been standing maybe at the beginning of, of a journey or a goal or a dream and you say, gosh, I don't really think I can do this. But then maybe a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later, even years later, you realize, yes, you can. And it's just your mind that's holding you back. Maybe not other people, but other people can be discouraging as well. Um, and I have this story that I will never, ever, ever forget. And it has absolutely nothing to do with running, but it has um, something to do with reaching your um, your goals and your aspirations and your dreams. <laughs> so, um, the first time I, f- I feel like I was told no, I was in the sixth grade, starting seventh grade, and I wanted to be in the band. So I don't, have you ever seen the movie Fantasia? Oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) 
So I don't even remember when it came out, but years and years ago, I feel like I'm showing my age at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's a part where Mickey starts with the brooms and he starts dancing. He's like the Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is what the piece is called. Um, And the instrument that opens that piece is called a bassoon. And I wanted to play the bassoon. And I told my mom that. I said, that is what I want to play. So I go to the band director and I say, this is what I want to play. I want to play the bassoon. And he looks at me and he goes, let me see your hands. And he goes, no. And I'm like, okay, any particular reason why? He's like, you're just too small. So he puts me on a different double rated instrument called the oboe. And I played that for a good year, but then that band director left, thank goodness. He wasn't exactly nice anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got my hands literally on a bassoon that next year. And four years later, I got a full music scholarship with the bassoon. And ironically enough, I saw that same band director that told me no and I was able to tell him that I got a full scholarship on bassoon. Nice. Take that band <laughs> it director. Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny you're saying like all these instruments. I'm like, I know this because I was a band geek. I played trombone. So I'm like, I get this. Oh, I understand this. Absolutely. Yeah. I wasn't good enough yeah. to play anything else. So they put me on trombone. <laughs> oh, you could just, you could just pretend with the slide. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't trying to be first chair. I, I didn't want anyone to see me just like put me in the middle of everybody and just, uh, just move the slide. No one's going to know the difference. That's it. <laughs> um, but I think that goes over with, you know, ultra running or running anything uh, from couch to 5k. If you haven't run ever, I didn't start running. I didn't run in high school. Um, I played some soccer and of course marched in band for years and, and did some drum corps, but I didn't start running till 2009. Um, and what actually inspired me to run was this postcard I got in the mail. Uh, so Ragnar Relay, heard of it? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, little postcard, a little van, had one van at the fin- our start line and one van at the finish line. And they were scratch and sniff stickers. <laughs> and so, of course, I'm like, oh, and then I scratch and sniff the first band. It smells great. It smells like Febreze. And then you scratch and sniff the last band, and it smells like dirty feet. <laughs> <laughs> so at that postcard, I was like, I want to run this race. <laughs> Not that I want to smell like dirty feet, right. but right. I wanted to run that race. So that's essentially why I started running, and, and a lot of friends were like, oh, you're crazy, 200 miles. That's ridiculous. Which one did um, you do? My very first one was Tennessee. Okay. And I've run it several times now. Okay. Um, I've also done Bourbon Chase and um, Chicago. Okay. Cool. As well. So, yeah, my I have several friends that think I'm nuts. And they're like, yep, if you ever see me running, you better be running too because something's chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that before. Oh, I, just a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> um. But and then others that you know just have doubted my ability to run like a full marathon. Um, I specifically chose the Little Rock Marathon because a it's in my hometown. I was born in Benton, Arkansas. Okay. Um, and it was on March first, which was my dad's birthday. So it was kind of a good first marathon to run for me. Yeah, it was it was a hell of a lot more challenging than I thought it was going to be. I didn't realize Little Rock was hilly. It wasn't that bad. See, I'm a child. So the <laughs> <laughs> but there's also and it's like, yeah, it's it was 
it was surprisingly hilly in the back half. Like once you, once you split from the half marathoners, like that, that portion, like that surprised me. And I guess I wasn't even, I didn't look at any of the course maps or the elevation. It's really on me at that point of, I just wasn't prepared. Um, yes. but it was, that, that was an amazing race. I tell anyone that has an opportunity to, to do that race, like do it. Cause they, they do it up and they do it right for sure. It was great. Yes. Yes. Um, but back on the topic of, yes, you can. <laughs> um, I just, I feel like between your mind, I have a, this book. I don't know if, if anybody's read this book. So Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. I just actually started reading it. And the, there's a chapter in here that says, um, no, that's a lie. Or the lie is, no is the final answer. Sorry. Um, and I'm just going to read this real quick because I just, ironically, I read this like last night and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to, to read that yeah. tomorrow. So when it comes to your dreams, no is not an answer. The word no is not a reason to stop. Instead, think of it as a detour or a yield sign. No means merge with caution. No reminds you to slow down, to reevaluate where you are, and to judge how the new position you're in can better prepare you for your destination. That's good. So what do you think whenever... I was like, man, that's, that's perfect. Because when someone tells you no, you're not going to go... You shouldn't go cower in a corner... Yeah. No should just be like reevaluate. Okay, I can't take this path. So what if I carve this path and go this direction instead mm -hmm. and see if I can get there? So it's just like trying to knock on different doors in your life to see where you can get, but you shouldn't stop. And I see so many people stop because it's too hot or someone says they're too overweight. Um, you know, oh, you need to lose 180 pounds. You can't do that. And they do it mm -hmm. um, to prove them wrong. So, yeah, I, I think know. I think it's interesting, like the way you you said that with the um, and shit, I just lost into my head talking about the no and and having finding the next door almost kind of thing. It goes back to your same thing of you asked when you couldn't play the bassoon, like they said no, and your first response was why not? And I think yes. a lot of us are afraid to even ask that. And I think that's the first question to ask is why not? What, what is limiting me? Is, is it something, is it a, is it a physical thing? Is it a mental thing? Is it a skill thing? Is it something I have to learn? Like, am I, um, um, deficient in something that I need to be efficient in, or is it literally your own self bias that's causing the problem? And, and you're kind of just putting that on me because I think that's the, important thing obviously your band director was mostly that kind of situation because they're like you're too small and you're just like eh, go fly a kite and you're like i'm gonna do it anyways Listen. well he didn't even let me try that's the right. thing like he had never even got to see a bassoon until like a year later so I, I didn't know if i could play it or not right that's the thing right but it's one of those where i think we're we can be so ingrained to not even ask the why like why can't i do this and we're just like well someone told me no so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hold back because if I attempt this and I fail, they are right. And more often than not, unfortunately, the people that tell you those kinds of things are going to be the same ones that are going to tell you, I told you so. And, yes. and, and that's just going to break you down even further. So we're, we're trained, you know, psychologically, like you it starts with your mind. Like you said, we're trained to just say, you know what? 
I'm, I'm just going to back off with this because if I don't do anything, I can't fail. But to me, that's the failure in itself if you don't even try. Well, and then look at all the people that have been told no celebrity-wise. I'm Oprah Winfrey, obviously. Um, and I'm going to throw a name out there that everybody probably knows in the running world, but Catherine Switzer. You know, they wanted her to get off the racetrack in Boston. And she just said, no, I'm going to run. I want to run. Um, and it's only because she was a woman. And she's paved the way now for women to start running distances, which I'm awesome. Great. <laughs> um, oh, um, is it... There's another ultra runner who has had a terrible, terrible past. And he, I just started reading one of his books and his name just left my mind. But I think he's like a Navy SEAL and he's um, run multiple ultra events. I might think of his name in a minute. Okay. But he was started in a down position and said, you know what? I'm going to live my life and no, I don't care what other people think and just do what you think you can do. Right. It's, it's, it's all about having that, <clears throat> the self-confidence and stuff like that. And, and I know it can be hard. I know it's not an easy thing where if someone tells you no all the time or, you know, a group of people, someone as a, as a group of people tell you, no, you can't do something or you're not going to amount to that. I know it can be hard, hard to kind of break out of that. You just, you you become kind of a victim of that of, well, this is what I am and I'll never be able to do anything more than this. I see it when I go back to my wife, um, wife's hometown, like a small little country town in Pennsylvania. It's like, you see people that they live there their entire lives. They grew up there and that's where they're going to die because they were basically told they weren't going to amount to anything. And because of that, they just believed it instead of asking the why or the, how can I get out of this situation? They're like, Nope, this is, this is my life. You know, and, and I think a lot of people forget that we're in charge of this. You know, we can to, to a degree, obviously, but we, we can make decisions that guide our past. I talk about it all the time about we we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we react to it. And if your reaction Absolutely. is to just like cower or, or kind of just self-implode, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to be stuck in that stagnant lifestyle or whatever it is. If I had the first time I ran, I started running in 2010. Yeah. We're in May of 2010. And I remember people, I was like, I was going to sign up for a 5k and they're like, you're nuts. Like, why would you ever just want to run three miles? Like that's stupid. Within a year, I ran a marathon. I ran every distance up into a marathon. And people are like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, it's because people said I couldn't do it. They said that you, you're, you're not, your body's not supposed to do that. You're going to break down. Your family has bad knees. So you're going to have knee issues and you're going to have all of these excuses. And I'm like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try. And if I fail, at least I tried. And I think that that was the toughest thing for me to get over. But we're meant to run. And so, of course, I've listened to multiple podcasts on running. Um, and our bodies are literally meant to run. We know how to run as little kids. I just listened to one where you, if you're a little kid, you just run barefoot and you're just happy and can run all day long. But as adults, we tend to lose that because we start wearing shoes. So they talk about the fact that, yes, we can run. Yes, we're meant to run. We, we have two feet. We can go far. We can go fast. It's how we used to catch food. Um, so... Can we run a hundred miles? Yes, we can run a hundred miles. Um, can we do it injury free? 
me for the most part, you know, if you take care of yourself. <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother ball game. I know. <laughs> but if you if you train right and eat well and and take care of your body, you can do anything that you've set your mind to. I I keep telling myself if it doesn't make you a little bit nervous, you're probably not thinking big enough. You're probably not yes. dreaming big enough. Yes. Um a guy, I don't know if you name it, is Pete. I'm always, I always mess up his last name and he, he gets me every single time, but Pete Kostelnik or Kostelnik, he, Kostelnik, I'm pretty sure it's how you pronounce. He ran from, um, well, he has the world record for <clears throat> the fastest time across the U S so from California yeah. to, to New York. <clears throat> I was in Alaska a couple summers ago and he had started a journey where he was running from Kenai, Alaska to Key West, Florida, a little over 5,000 miles. And he was going to do it in under a hundred days. I saw that. Yes. I just hap I didn't know who this guy was. I just happened to literally be driving to the airport and see a guy pushing a stroller on the side of the road with a sign that said Kenai to Key West. And my wife's like, do you want to go run with him? I'm like, <clears throat> sure. Apparently I was the first person that started run with him because it was only his third day he had started. And we've been in contact since, and he actually only lives like 45 minutes north of me, which is crazy. <laughs> But he had a thing when he finished, like, obviously, you know, all the news is all there. Like, what the, why the hell did you run, you know, over 5,000 miles? Like for what? And, he, and they're like, weren't you like scared of failing? He's like, yeah, if you don't fear something, you're not dreaming big enough. It shouldn't, Absolutely. things shouldn't come easy because what's the point of setting goals that you're always going to attain? Mm-hmm. It, to me, there's no, there's no drive. There's no motivation to do that. So when people tell me, no, you can't do something or no, it's too hot to run 33 miles on your birthday. I'm like, eh, we'll figure this out. Let's just do it. What, what's the worst <laughs> that's going to happen? Possibly death. But other than that, you know, I'll be a little tired. Like today I'm a little tired and my foot hurts. Like, oh, well, I shot that question out there to my friends kind of on Facebook. And, and I was like, is, is there ever a time that someone told you no, um, but you did it anyways? And of course, uh, one running friend was like, well, I went running when the doctor said I shouldn't. And I'm like, well, maybe we should listen to the doctor. There's, you know, if there's, I guess there's certain people we should listen when they say no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it's going to cause serious injury. Um, so, uh, but then uh, another non-running story is I have a, a girlfriend here as well. And um, years ago, she um, was learning a different language. Learning different languages is difficult. Um, even though they say the English language is the most difficult. But uh, she was going to learn Chinese, and I guess she had a friend that butt in and said, oh, you'll never learn Chinese. It's, it's difficult. Um, you're, you know, too old at this point, yada, yada, yada. And she just kind of immersed herself over there and went to China and nice. learned everything um, and learned how to speak. And so now she's almost fluent. And it just, it's crazy what you can actually do when you put your mind to it and say, yes, you can. Yeah, it's it's one of those things too, where that's a good point of immersing yourself in it and kind of putting yourself in it is if you believe you can do something or you want to do something, you believe you want to do something, you can't half-ass it. You actually have to do it because again, if you're dreaming big dreams or big goals and aspirations and they're not necessarily going to be guaranteed kind of thing, well, you're going to have to work to get there and you don't want to kind of, you're a politician. you don't do what? 
I said, unless you're a politician. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, just got hot takes. We just got hot takes. You heard it here first. Uh, my wife just texted me, asked me if I was doing the podcast. Yes, I am, honey. I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw my phone vibrate, but okay. Um, yeah, unless you're a politician. Man, that was, I wish I, wish I would have heard it the first time. I didn't have to repeat it, but it was good. But yes, if you say you're going to do something, <laughs> you should go and do it. However, but I guess there, okay, let's, let's, let's go down that path. I'm, I'm liking this path. So you say you're going to do something. You don't do it regardless of what it is, politician. If you don't do it, then what happens is you look like an asshat to everyone that you told you were going to do something. And then it, yes. it turns back around and it plays to you of going, okay, maybe you're not, maybe you're not in it like you said you were, or maybe your, your focus is not where you said it was because you didn't do X, Y, and Z to get there. And it's not even about coming up short, but it's like, Hey, I'm going to take the left in the fork and I, we're going to go down this road. But then when you got to the fork, you're just like, eh, fuck it. And you went to the right. And, and those are the situations where you're just like, you then lose credibility and then, then people aren't just going to, people are going to then not believe anything you say or anything you say you're going to do. That's why like, even if I have a stupid, crazy idea, like I've, I come up with these ideas and I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm just going to mess around with this and it's going to be good. And, um, God, why is she keep texting me? I told her I'm recording a podcast. Um, no thanks. <laughs> um, you know, we had, I had this idea last year for my birthday is I ran 32 miles up. Um, we have a, a county road, uh, I guess it's a state highway 23 that goes straight through Columbus. It starts at South end. I mean, technically it goes all the way to, uh, I think it almost goes all the way to West Virginia, <clears throat> but it cuts through Columbus. And I was like, I'm going to do 32 miles on this road. Now, mind you, most of this road has no sidewalks. It's 55 miles an hour and it's all this. So I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be fun. I like made a logo and design. I'm like, this is going to be great. And then like, I, I like really looked at it. I'm like, this is a very dumb idea. Like there are so many things that can go sideways. Like I could get arrested for running on a road that people are not allowed to be walking on. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, ah, I did not think that. But, but then like the stubborn person me is like, I told people I was doing this. And you know what, if, if I'm going to get arrested doing it, well, at least I tried. <laughs> so how do you get from key to key without running on a road that you're not supposed to run on or walk on or. So he took, he took a lot of County roads and stuff like that. Like he did a lot of like back country roads. Luckily, okay. like most of the Canadian highway, uh, I think it's called like the princess highway. That sounds right. Okay. Um, I mean, there's rarely any, tri like he would run for three days and not see a car. So. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not, he was it, I mean averaging over 50 miles a day. Like I can't yeah. he's he's a he's he's a crazy person, but but yeah, the idea of of You got to be a little bit crazy to to finish your to get your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get arrested? Did not get arrested. Um okay. which is a good thing. Um but it's it's those kinds of things where if you don't if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, you're kind of setting yourself for failure in the future. You're almost crying wolf, if you will. Um, oh yeah. And, and that, that's going to hurt you in the long run, not only because you're not doing what you say you're going to do. And again, it's not about failing at what you do. That's one thing. If you fail at it 
at least you tried it, at least in my book. And I know a lot of people can harp on it. Like we talked about earlier is, you know, if, if someone said you couldn't do it and then you fail at it, like, well, see, I told you you couldn't do it. Um, and that's when you just tell them like, listen to your ass, like you get out and try to do half of what I'm doing. If that's where you would be, or you just cut those people out of your life because who needs people like that in your life? Um, yep. so I, I think, I don't know, I'm rambling. You talk now. No, no. <laughs> well, I was just thinking I have started multiple projects. I've, um, you know, all these silly, like weight loss transformation things. Um, I've started those multiple times and I've always ended up quitting or saying, gosh, this is so hard. I can't do this. How do these people do it? I don't, I'll never end up with a six pack in six weeks. This is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but eventually I think you build a fire enough to where you're like, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it. And I, and I think without that grit, um, no, you'll never get there. But if you have a little bit of grit and a little bit of fire, you can build it big enough to make that work, make anything work for you, whether you want to be the CEO of your company, whether you want to run that hundred miles, um, whatever it is you want to do, whether you want to become president of the United States. Yeah. Whatever you'd like to do, the world is yours. Apparently. Um, um, shit. What was I going to say? No, that just threw me off again. Uh, the, um, I I always had that idea when you're making goals of kind of figuring out your why behind them, because it's gotta be, it's gotta be important to you. So just because, just because you saw someone else doing something that doesn't mean you should also do it. If you don't have the same reasons or, or motivations behind it, because you're more likely to then fail or give up if it doesn't mean anything to you. Obviously, like you said, with little rock, you know, being, hometown on your, your dad's uh, birthday, those kinds of things meant something to you more than just the race itself. Mm -hmm. The race was obviously the accomplishment in the end. It's like, I want to prove to myself that I can run a marathon. I can do this. I'm strong enough. I I can get through this kind of thing where, you know, you have someone like me, I'm a crybaby, and I'm like, dude, silly. And you're like, it's not that bad. Um, but you, you had more things that meant to you than it as well. And and that was good for you. For me, it's, I needed to mark Arkansas off of my list of states. And I had been looking at that race. I knew it was fun. And that's what it meant to me. You know, some people can just go out and run, but I think if it means something to you or not even just running, if any goal means something to you, you're more likely to put more time, effort, and energy in actually completing whatever it is instead of just kind of letting it fall off. I mean, I'm seeing that now and it's been tough with all these races getting canceled and stuff like that. It's like, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be um, a part of a, a team that was going to be running Boston this year. And, and I, you know, super training, I was like, <clears throat> I'm, <clears throat> I'm like, I'm never going to be able to qualify because I'm not at all that fast. And when I had the opportunity to run the team, I was like, you know what, when I run Boston, I want to do the race justice. Like I'm going to try to get a PR at this race. Like I'm just going to run as hard as I can. Like that's my goal. And then it got postponed. I was like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. And then, then it gets canceled. And I'm just like, now it's like the motivation of like, how do I keep going when I'm not necessarily pushing towards anything? I've got a few more, I've got a few races coming up, but 
a lot of it's just like they don't they don't necessarily quote unquote mean anything to me like i'm just running another race and another step i'm running in fargo north but dakota your run has a purpose every single yes. step you take in life has a purpose so I, that's where i feel like when people are like oh my races are canceled i'm just gonna quit running i'm just gonna give up but don't give up you, you only make yourself better stronger faster your lungs are getting stronger your heart is getting stronger um, as a registered dietitian, I'm going to let you know that heart disease is one of the number one killers in America. Nope. That's and COVID. Sorry. I think you have your news wrong. <laughs> oh, dang. Sorry. Well, uh, a little behind man. I live under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 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 <laughs> um, uh, and of course, COVID is a respiratory thing. So if you're out there running, you're not going to have COVID. Um, I know people are probably going to be mad at me for saying that. Whatever. <laughs> um, and that's just it, though. Just in the feeling you get and the fact that you can run mm -hmm. even just one mile, how amazing that is for you and your body. And, and when you get done, you're thinking, oh, my, that just it really does go for that runner's high. Go for that. It feels really good. It, it's the worst thing is trying to get out that door in the morning. You, it, yeah. Five o'clock this morning when your alarm goes off and you're like, it's still dark and I really don't want to get up and I really don't want to go run two hours. But then once you're done, you're like, oh my God, I feel great. This is amazing. I just, I want to keep running. Let's sign up for the next race. When is it? Yeah. And you get all excited. Um, that's, I feel like what life and goals should do for you is they should somehow excite you. They should ignite your fire. Um, so even if if your race is canceled um yeah the the rock i was going to run the rock and roll it was um postponed and i was going to run um multiple other races that have been canceled or postponed um but you know what i am making myself better and stronger for that next race when it does come um i'm training for my first ultra right now and so far it has not been canceled so i can look forward to that um which one are you doing i saw that um, so I'm doing the walking tall 50 K in Pocahontas, Tennessee okay. in October. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. As I said, when I ran my first 50 K, it's only five more miles. <laughs> the worst shit I could have ever said to myself, the absolute worst thing I could have ever said. <laughs> but I think that's what I love about the running community is we can be so positive and we kind of like pain. I, I, I love being sore. Is that mm -hmm. weird to say? No. Um, <laughs> um, I like the pain the next day. I like the heat. I love the sweat. I love the ache in the joints. It, it, it makes you feel alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that's the way your goals and dreams do also too. You need to feel alive. Life for everybody has a purpose and whether that is to be the best doctor, whether that is to be the best lawyer, whether that is to be the best stay at home wife or stay at home mother or foster or whatever, you can be the best at something. It's, it's the way I feel. I'm very positive and, and passionate about life. And every time I meet what I call a negative Nelly or negative Nancy, I, I, kind of, I point them out too. I'm, I'm like, okay, negative Nelly. Um, <laughs> sorry to rain on your parade. Um, but, uh, I try to avoid the negative people in my life as much as possible because those are the people that bring you down. So if anybody is discouraging or being negative or, or saying, yeah, you know, and then go chew some tobacco or something, 
just avoid them. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny you said all this because I was getting to that point exactly of if you don't have the motivation, you have to realize there's a bigger purpose than just the end races. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the journey of life. It's, it's what you're learning along the way. You know, this season, um, a lot of people say, I just want to get back to normal, whatever it is. And I don't, I don't want to go back to a normal, what normal was like. I want, I want to have gone through all the situation and have grown in, in multiple ways. Um, not just running related. And, and I think it's having that focus, understanding that the day to day is, is much greater than a single event's going to be, or a single milestone is going to be the, the day in and day out work that you put in just, just for you to make a better you again, whatever that is, like you said, um, I think that's super important. Absolutely. And, and again, this book that I've see, I'm, I'm going to have to like, look it up now. Cause I'm, <laughs> <laughs> he talks about how motivation is crap. Mm. Um, it's true. And I, I kind of, yeah. So, um, David Goggins, David Goggins, that name sounds familiar. Yes. So he, um, had an absolute hell of a growing up and, uh, grew up to become, a very, very, very good man. Uh, I believe a Navy SEAL in his. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've I've heard of it before. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, anyways, it, it, but he talks about how motivation is shit, and you've got to uh, you know, fuel that fire yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. If so anything, you're going to you're gonna have more people around you pulling you down. Um, oh yeah. And, and not helping you strive. They're going to find you know, they're going to find the ways that they don't understand, they don't understand your end goal. So they're going to bring you down like, no, I'm sorry. I can't go out for drinks on this Friday night because I have 20 miles tomorrow morning. And like, well, mm-hmm. just, just come out. It'll be fine. Like you can run later. You can, And it's like, if people are so, and sometimes it's intentional. Most of the time it's not. It's <clears throat> if they don't have the same alignment as you, they're not thinking the same way you are. And that can easily kind of just derail you and kind of lose focus on what you're trying to focus on. And, you know, when you say, yes, I can do something, you know, full circle again, you, you have to be in on it again. Mm -hmm. When the, yes, I can is multiple things is people saying, no, you can't like, no, yes, I can. But you have to keep telling yourself that, yes, I can do this in order for I to be able to do this. Exactly. You, every day you have to to have that focus and have that determination to keep going because it doesn't matter how many self-help books you read. It doesn't matter whatever fluffy shit you read on Instagram every single day. Um, even though I am posting some really cool stuff. So make sure you follow me at Flores. Um, you know, no matter what you, you see there, you know, whatever's the, the, the fluff that people are posting on social media or the news stories you read or anything like that, whatever that is, that's not going to give you motivation to keep on going. You're the only thing that's going to do it. You can't have these external forces trying to lift you up because then it comes superficial because when those external forces go away, now what, what are you left with when all of that shit just comes off? You and only you. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Write it down, put it on a mirror. Um, I've seen where I've had friends have little post-its on their mirrors in front of their bike or treadmill or just, you know, what are you doing this for? Keep sweating. You know, you've got this, just, you want to be on the podium whenever you're done, whatever reason, again, Mm -hmm. like you said, behind that. So you you have to do it. 
Yeah. To, to that fact though, you know, we talked about, you don't want necessarily those external sources, but I definitely don't try to do things alone. (laughs) There's the other, it's like people, people help kind of bring you along because you don't want to, you want to get rid of the naysayers and kind of bring have people along with you. Don't depend on those people, but have people that can kind of steer you in the right direction that can call you out in your shit. Like, Hey, I noticed you haven't been to the last two group runs. Like what's going on? You know, is, are you still getting your run? Like what's, what's happening here? Obviously I know that shit's hard right now with like, depending on where you're at in the country or the world, like shit's getting closed down and you can't do anything, but you know, trying the best you can to do that. I have a friend here that does, um, I'm not a part of this group, but he does like a running zoom group where they basically start in the morning. They'll chat for like 10, 15 minutes and then they all go out on their run and then when they get back, it's like an open chat room. And then they continue their conversation like it's a post run chat. And I'm like, that's that's like back and forth there to make sure like, hey, we're, we're checking in on you. We're all together. We're still talking. Obviously, we're not running together right now. Um, but yeah, that's Sounds like you could even do that on a, on a treadmill. So if you call want, a friend, what's the run on a treadmill, though? Uh, I hate treadmills. I think you muted yourself. There you go. Did can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I saw your lips moving and I didn't hear anything. I'm like muted. (laughs) You're tired of listening to me. I see. (laughs) Uh, um, Did you see Gary Robbins run a hundred miles on the treadmill? Yes. Okay. See, it gets the job done. Yeah. I, I just no. Nah, <laughs> nah. That's just not my not cup of tea. I think I ran the last time I ran on a treadmill was when I was training for my first marathon. I did seven on a treadmill, and that would have been in 2010, 2011. And I have not ran. Well, that's a lie. I did run on a treadmill last year when it was icy. But when you have a quarter of inch of ice on the ground, you kind of have no choice if you need to get your runs in. Yak tracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no excuses here. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, I'm the baby. I'm like, but I don't want to do all these things. You're like, no, I've got treadmill. I got yak tracks. I got, you tell me, I will figure out a way to make this happen. But exactly. But you, you, you have to have that because if you have that motivation in your drive, you kind of have to keep pushing yourself to make that happen. So, I mean, again, kudos yeah. to you. Well, thank you. And, and always look at the glass, you know, half full, always be positive and looking for the positive side of life. I know that can be hard some days. I know for me too, but as long as you stay positive, the sun will always rise. You will always get out of bed the next morning. Yep. Um, so, and live your life to the fullest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is what you have. So make the best of it. <laughs> and if you're not happy, change something, do something. You know, get on a different path, make some different friends, get out there. And uh, I'm not very sympathetic. <laughs> I, I, I've noticed that. Um, but, but it's, it's awesome to have that where it's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing to be like that of like, Hey, figure this shit out. Like if you don't like something, change it. Like you said, like, that's exactly it. 100% is we're again, we're con- we can't control what happens to us, but we can control our reactions. So if you react a specific way and that's not getting you the results you want to see, we'll react differently and see what happens. And I do, I feel like that's where a lot of ultra marathoners have gotten their start is they didn't like something. So they wanted to try something new. Um, 
and I and I laughed at myself because I think um, is it Shannon Farrar? Um, oh, what's this? She's got two last names. Um, listened to a podcast for her, and I'm like, yep, that's my spirit animal because she just goes out there and runs, and like Badwater, like Badwater is her favorite race, and I'm like, what? why it's, uh, it looks so miserable and your yeah. shoes are melting and <laughs> yeah you can't walk you have to you have to stay on the white line because if not the rubber on your shoes melts like why would you do that <laughs> but, yeah. but i think it's great i think it's great as long as you see the positivity in everything you do you know the rain could be pouring down and your shoes could be full of water but you're still breathing and mm-hmm. you're still this side of the dirt yeah. I, it's a great day yeah we always say uh it doesn't always get worse so it's like it, it may suck for right now but give it 15 minutes it'll be it'll be fine again that's it's it time, so well i think we we kind of nailed this here basically guys uh get shit done that's it i don't i mean <laughs> that's basically the moral of this episode um but thanks so much for for being on the show i super appreciate it <clears throat> i i liked being here it was very exciting yeah thank how, you how can people get in touch with you um like i did on instagram um you can uh, rockinrobin.fit on Instagram, my IG. Cool. And we'll have her linked in the, uh, in the show notes as well as like the description. So if you see this on Instagram, um, or if you're watching the video on YouTube, we'll have the link there as well. Um, so everyone else, you can always reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Um, again, subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. If you like interviews like this, you got to uh, you gotta leave reviews because then people listen to it and then they're like, hey, I got a story to tell. Maybe I can be on the show um, or I'll just find you on Instagram. And that's that's how this is going to work, too. Um, you can visit my website. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit. Um, you can visit my website at www.flores.run. Thanks so much for listening today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time, and we'll see you next week. Bye.